Hello and welcome to the Mallow Street podcast. Today I'm going to speak to Derek Benstead. He's a senior consultant at First Actuarial and he also advises the Communication Workers Union who was working with Royal Mail to bring CDC to life in the UK. His work on collective defined contribution dates back all the way to the government stakeholder pensions consultation when he first proposed a national CDC scheme as an option. Derek, you're clearly an advocate of CDC. Um, why is CDC a good thing in your view and why is it viable? Oh, well, it's a good thing uh, because it's, it's a good idea to help provide income for life in retirement. You know, this overall is the objective of the pensions industry. You know, if we have an expertise to sell, it, it should be the efficient provision of income for life in retirement. And, and CDC is a new vehicle which will very much help us do that. Um, why is it viable? Well, it, it avoids the difficulties that we're experiencing with both individual DC and, and with DB, with uh, defined benefit. So individualized investment in individual DC is highly problematic. Uh, a person is either always accumulating and, and either disaccumulating in retirement or has a very nasty investment risk at the point of retirement when investments are switched from the accumulation strategy to either an, an annuity or the decumulation strategy. Uh, so you avoid all those difficult risks of individual DC by collectivizing the investments. And then in, in uh, DB world, uh, we have got ourselves in substantial difficulties with managing defined benefit liabilities in the modern risk averse world. Uh, and we've made our DB schemes exceptionally expensive and difficult to manage because of our approach to a DB. So in collective DC, we avoid defined benefits. So we avoid all those problems that we make for ourselves in our, in our DB world. We can just get on with the business of investing collectively for a decent return, using that decent return to provide an income for life when people retire. So it's, it's giving us the flexibility to do a good job uh, without the constraints of individualized investment in individual DC world and without the constraints of defined benefit promises in DB world. Some people would say that there are risks with CDC as well. Um, some people have concerns about intergenerational fairness, for example. What would you say to that? Yes, so achieving intergenerational fairness, um, hugely important. Uh, so Strategies for achieving intergenerational fairness in a CDC scheme. Uh, number one, unbiased actuarial assumptions. So not being deliberately prudent. If you're deliberately prudent, you're effectively holding money back from the first generation uh, in order to reserve it potentially for later generations. Also, uh, we're very much taking an all in it together approach that pensioners and non-pensioners alike receive the same annual increases to their CDC pension, or indeed a decrease if, time, if things are not going well. So, so by not favoring pensioners over non-pensioners, by not biasing the actuarial assumptions, you know, we are seeking to be fair to everybody 
regardless of age. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what about contributions? Will everybody pay the same contributions regardless of age? Well, they, yeah. that, that would depend very much on, on the design of the scheme that you are creating. So the Royal Mail scheme, which is the example that we all know, is providing a career average earning structure to the pension. Uh, so it's very much mirroring the career average approach in DB world. So all the members in the Royal Mail scheme will be paying 6% of pay regardless of age and everybody is accruing 180th of pay career average pension. And that's the Royal Mail design, uh, but you don't have to design a CDC scheme that way. You could instead, if you wished, have a contribution structure, for example, matching contributions that's very familiar in individual DC world, uh, where a member can choose their own contribution rate and the employer matches it, maybe one-to-one, -one, maybe two-to-one, whatever the, the employer is offering. And if you did that, you would convert each year's contribution paid on behalf of a member into CDC pension using an actuarial factor. So the principle there is exactly the same as cash commutation on retirement, just applied back to front. You're receiving a cash sum and buying a CDC pension with it. So if you did that, then you would have age-related actuarial factors for, for converting uh, the contribution paid by or in respect of the individual member into CDC pension each year in which that contribution is paid. So there are different approaches to CDC. Um, it isn't necessarily the case that every scheme, every CDC scheme has to look like the, the uh, Royal Mail design. Mm -hmm. And um, it sounds quite complicated. Do you think members will understand or how, how will you make sure they understand what CDC can and can't do? Well, I think communication is always an important issue. It's, it's, it's important to communicate clearly and not to, not to shrink from the differences of CDC compared to especially DB. CDC pensions can go down as well as up. That needs saying on every member statement that a, that a member receives. Uh, but the, the, the appearance of the CDC scheme could look quite familiar. So again, coming back to the Royal Mail design, the, the Royal Mail design looks like a defined benefit career average scheme in every respect, except that pension increases can also be pension decreases. So it can look familiar. It doesn't have to be confusingly different. The important message is, is are going to be the pensions can go down as well as up message. Mm -hmm. And are you worried that there might be some intervention from courts, for example, that will chip away at this pensions can go down principle? Well, certainly our legislators are acutely aware of that. Um, this, is, this is why um, rather than adopt the defined ambition legislation that was in the Pension Schemes Act 2015, the DWP decided to start again with CDC and is creating space for CDC emphatically within the money purchase space of existing legislation. Uh, so our legislators are trying to make it exceedingly clear that this is in money purchase world or, or DC world and definitely not in in a DB world. So it, it might be very difficult for a court to come to a different view about the nature 
of a CDC pension expectation. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you, you might well see lawyers writing a CDC trust deed, putting in a clause that says if anything happens to create a defined benefit in this scheme, then at that point it terminates and disaggregates into individual DC accounts. So you, you right. sort of have a, have a defeat clause against any attempt to create a defined benefit written into the trust deed. Uh, but yeah. hopefully it won't ever come to that. Yeah, okay. And um, the UK is not the first country to introduce CDC. We had something similar in, in the Netherlands. Can you um, explain what the differences will be and, and why it'll work better in your view? than it did in the Netherlands? Well, in the Netherlands, historically, their pension provision has been defined benefit organised on an industry-wide basis. And as they got into increasing difficulties managing their defined benefit schemes, they transitioned them into collective DC schemes. And, and the Dutch still have some problems that date from that legacy of formerly being DB. So... So number one legacy is that not all members of the Dutch industry-wide CDC schemes actually realised they were now in CDC. They still expected their pensions not to go down. And there was some consternation in some quarters uh, when, when some Dutch CDC schemes reduced pensions with the members not realising that could happen. But aside from the communications, the, the funding and investment strategy of Dutch CDC is still rooted in their DB heritage. So they're still discounting pensions using a bond yield. They're still investing heavily using bonds. And it just makes no sense at current bond yields to fund a pension scheme in advance and then invest in an asset that's guaranteed to lose money in real terms. In real terms, there's less coming out than there is going in. And you know, it only needs... You know, if we take a step back from where we have got to and just ask ourselves the question, is this a sensible thing to do, to save in advance and invest so cautiously there's less money coming out in real terms than went in? Well, of course, that's not sensible. Uh, so, so um, you know, Dutch CDC hasn't managed to migrate away from that DB heritage of funding and investment strategy and, and uh that is where it is having having great difficulty because they're just investing too cautiously and funding too cautiously. So, so the UK CDC vision is completely different. Uh, it is um, investing for growth such that we're, we are maximising the pension coming out for the contribution going in. It's not providing guarantees, but using the actuarial valuation in a reverse process. So in DB world, you take some benefits, value them and say what contribution that we need. In CDC world, we take the assets and contributions and then run a valuation to say what benefits can, can we afford from these assets and contributions. And the, the absence of any benefit guarantees and the um, collectivization of investment, not using individual DC accounts, uh, means that you can you can invest for growth. The collectivization of investment means that, that there's much less buying and selling of investment. In individual DC world, you're always buying while you're saving, you're always selling in drawdown 
or selling an entirety if you're buying an annuity. And this buying and selling creates investment risk and disinvestment risk. And much of that is avoided when investments are collectivized. So, so you're making life easy for yourself by collectivizing. You are giving yourself maximum investment time horizon uh, to invest for the long term and to plan the income coming in from contributions and investment to spend on the outgo on pensions. It's much more cash flow oriented rather than dictated to by daily market movements. And these things all together make for a much easier life in managing CDC than, than in managing either DB or the individual DC. With the Dutch schemes, you've just sort of hinted at some issues that were probably to do with regulation. Um, can you give us hints or uh, say a little bit um, what regulation might look like in the UK? Because there will be DC elements, but there will also be actuarial elements. Yes, so you can see in the pension schemes bill that there's going to be an authorization process for every single CDC scheme, which might look very much like the authorization process for individual DC master trusts. So, so I think from a regulatory point of view, um, it looks like rather closer supervision of CDC by the pensions regulator than of DB by the pensions regulator. Uh, the pensions regulator is obviously, as we speak, uh, working through its thought process for its approach to the regulation of CDC. Of course, we, we haven't got the secondary legislation for CDC yet. Uh, so you know, the regulator's planning is necessarily um, something in advance of the, the fine detail of the regulation. But I think that you know, the overall structure is quite clear that the regulator is going to have oversight of the way trustees run CDC would be able to see every CDC evaluation, would be able to see the communication strategy and, and there'll be overall regulatory approval for the way the trustees are going about setting benefit expectations and communicating them to the members. I, I don't see that the regulator should, should, should have a difficult life regulating CDC because, of course, uh, any employer or any actuarial advisor such as ourselves creating a CDC scheme is obviously going to set out and make it as fair as we can manage, um, make it as clear as we can manage. So, so hopefully most of the regulators in, in, in engagement is to read the paperwork that is submitted to them and to see that it's obviously working. And you know, I think sort of 19 years out of 20, there really shouldn't be any, any need for close regulatory engagement. And but of course, financially, there are always tough times. And, and no doubt, you know, were there CDC schemes in 2008, that would be a good time for trustees and actuaries and the regulator to all think hard about the best way of managing CDC through, through such a tough time. Let's suppose uh, everything goes well, um, the Royal Mail scheme works. How do you convince employers to move away from DC to CDC? Well, now, historically we've had what, seven or 8,000 employers in the private sector with defined benefit schemes. Um, the large majority of those are close to, close to new entrants. But we're in a situation where maybe somewhere around half of all employers who ever had DB schemes 
have a close to new entrance, but still accruing DB scheme, and new recruits are going into individual DC. It strikes me that these are the obvious employers most likely to seek to adopt CDC because you know, their present situation is, is a workforce uh, divided into older, longer serving people, still accruing DB, younger, shorter serving people and individual DC. So there's an obvious unfairness in the uh, divided pension provision. You've got a lot of long-serving staff in DB that the employer has never sought to upset by closing the DB scheme. So it seems to me there's an obvious scope for CDC to step in, offer an expected pension that's modelled on the DB scheme. So moving the long-serving DB staff into CDC, not necessarily a huge change of pension expectation, though obviously a loss of guarantee. And at the same time, moving individual DC people into CDC, a much better pension expectation. So there seems an obvious win-win that you can unify your workforce into a single scheme so they're not divided. You can do so without hugely upsetting your long-serving staff who are still accruing DB. So it seems to me that there's, you know, there's an obvious marketplace uh, to, to help employers move forward from their current divided position into a unified position that provides a decent pension for all their staff and income for life indeed for all their staff um, rather than the present divided arrangements of guaranteed income for life on the one hand and a savings pot on the other. And, and for, for employers that are not as big as say the Royal Mail do you think Master Trust will take on a role for these and how could that look? Yes, I mean, the, the DWP is introducing CDC with baby steps. So it's taking the Royal Mail scheme or the Royal Mail proposition, shall we say, and legislating for it. So the initial, initial legislation is for scheme, CDC schemes sponsored by an individual employer, an individual group of employers. But there's no need for CDC scheme to have an employer at all. Uh, so you could just as easily have CDC um, with open access to the general public, which takes us back to my stakeholder pension proposition all those years ago in 1998. That was where I started with CDC. So, so Nest could provide CDC. It could be open to everyone, including the self-employed. The self-employed could pay a contribution and have it converted to CDC pension at the time of payment of the contribution. So they're saving into a pension as opposed to saving into an investment account. But it seems obvious that there should be Master Trust CDC, there should be Nest CDC. So um, employers that don't want the regulatory burden of running their own CDC scheme, and if CDC is regulated in the style of Master Trust individual DC, it is going to be a significant regulatory burden, a much bigger regulatory burden than in DB world, then yes, it seems obvious that we need Master Trust CDC and Nest CDC for employers to join and uh, pay contributions on behalf of their staff into a CDC pension. And, and do you have any particular employers in mind that could be next in line after Royal Mail? Well, I, 
I have a client that's in a, an advanced stage of planning towards CDC. Um, you know, they're not ready to go public with their own staff yet. Therefore, you know, I can't mention it publicly. Uh, but um, I do have a client that is very advanced in its CDC planning. And um, you know, the only thing that is slowing us down is the passage of the legislation that, of course, um, while the Royal Mail have got their own trustee drafted and ready, you know, it is one thing for the Royal Mail to say, this is the scheme that we want to, to create and then approach MPs and say, please, can you legislate for us? The second employer coming along the track needs to wait for the, for the, for the legislation such that their own lawyer can then start writing a CDC trustee to fit the legislation yeah. as, it's, as it's given to us. Royal Mail still hoping to have their scheme towards the end of, well, let's say second half of 2021. Uh, but anybody else starting from here, you know, we need the secondary regulations on the statute book. Then the lawyer needs to write a trustee and do all the communications with, with a staff, you know, for the second employer with CDC. You know, you're still looking at, a, let's say a year and a half, um, maybe two years, to get something started up, uh, but as, as I say, I've 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 got a client taking it very seriously, and mm -hmm. um, it's certainly our our first first plan. Our plan A is to is to create CDC for this client just as soon as we can. And that's a that's a wonderful end to our interview, Derek. Thank you so much for giving us all this insight. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure.